Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Bird Show. Look, if you're in the car with your parents right now, I just want you to turn to them and I want you to say thank you. Right now, give you time to say thank you. I'm reading this statistic this morning. You know how much it costs now to raise kids up to 18 years old? A lot. $300,000. When you when you go over like that, it takes away from <laughs> the shocking number uh, that I'm going two, to. So you have to say dollars. something low. A, a singular dollar. So say uh, uh, $167. <laughs> Great guess, but no, $240,000. What? Would have been shocking had she not said <laughs> And that's to get them from birth till 18? 18 years old, right? Yeah. Uh, they examined the necessities from birth to 18, did not include enrichment activities like sports and arts. Now you're up to three. Yep, see? There you go. You, you nailed it. <laughs> I, lo- I love my arts growing up. That's how I knew. Ooh, also, damn. did they account for future inflation? Because I feel like it's going to be like 400 Not yet, but $240,000 as of right now until 18. Per Thank child. you, damn parents. Wow. Per child, Per child, child right? yes. <sighs> what would you do with $480,000? <laughs> Not be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brittany here needs our help. She got kind of a confusing situation going on right now. She needed a place to crash. She knew exactly the place to go. Her husband, though, I don't think is very happy about it. Uh, hey, Brittany. Hi. Hey, okay, so what do you got going on here, and what's got your husband all bummed out? Okay, so I am I'm going back to my hometown for a wedding. Um, and my best friend, I always stay at her house. And so I was, I'm going to just stay at her house again. But she's going to be out of town, which is fine. That's normal. I've stayed at her house before when she's not there. Um, but now she has a boyfriend who lives there, which is new. And I think it's perfectly fine. I'm a married woman. My husband, on the other hand, he thinks it's shady, which I just want y'all's opinion because to me, I think he's tripping out. I think he's making more out of it than it needs to be. I don't even know this guy. Um, I'm just going to stay in my quarters. He's going to stay in his, and I'm going to go to the wedding, and that's that. All right, Brittany, so for, what do y'all think? for a second here, I want you to play the attorney for your husband. So if he was being represented, what is his side of the argument here? <laughs> um, That I'm... I don't know, being a loyal wife who just so happens to be under the same roof as another male. <laughs> Has he ever met this man? I've never met this man. Okay. 
So this he's isn't. Like, he's like her boyfriend who's living with her. So he just thinks it's inappropriate for you to be in the home with another man alone. Yeah, because I'm staying there overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the history of y'all relationship, does he have any reason to feel like something could or may happen? That's a good question. No. Um, I mean, no. But, like, mm-hmm. long, long time ago, but we're married now. That was eons ago. He has mm-hmm. no reason not to trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, is his concern strictly, um, like, romantic? Like, if my fiancé ran this by me, I would be, I, I don't think anything's going to happen. I know nothing would happen, not on Tiffany's part anyway. But I don't know this dude. I don't know if he's going to try to get handsy. I don't know if you're going to be in a safe situation or not with some dude in, in their house. I, it, I, I'm just, I'd be more nervous than anything else. I'd be concerned as well. Just because it's a dude you don't yeah. know. Yes. Yeah. From a safety standpoint. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's dating her best, best friend. friend. It's not like it's some rando off the street. Also, she's an adult woman. And she can assess danger for herself. Yeah, get her a taser. But Yeah, yeah but she won't but, know that until it's too late. I mean, that would be my concern. Yeah, but if you made that decision for me, I'd be like, why do you know better than I do? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't make the decision for her, but I would say this is what I'm concerned about. I mean, oh, yeah. she's a grown-ass woman, can do whatever she wants, but I'd say, like, do we know anything about this guy besides it's your your best friend's dude? I mean, I don't know anything about this guy. And your best... Hmm. How long have they been dating again? I missed that. No, that's okay. They've been dating for a little less than a year. He moved in recently, um, so it's like new to him too. And yeah, mm. I, I, I hear you. I just, my husband has the same argument. It's just, I invited my husband, but he can't be there because of work. Yeah. I wouldn't love it. So, I, gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I wouldn't love it. Uh, I don't think that you would screw around or anything. I just don't know this dude. And there are some dudes that are just creepy and I never forgive myself. If this guy did something to you and I gave it the green light and at least didn't express how I felt about it. I'm just saying I don't love it. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those things. It it depends on what battle you want to fight. And if my husband was that adamant and it made him that uncomfortable, I'd be like, all right, and then fine, I'll stay at a hotel. Mm -hmm. I'm the opposite. This, for me, what battle you want to fight, this sets a tone. And I think if you're comfortable after you've talked to your husband, like it is important to hear out your partner and their concerns. And I absolutely agree with that. And I like Kristen's route as well, if that's what you want to do. But for me, I would need to draw this line in the sand and be like, I get to make these decisions. There is nothing mm-hmm. bad here. I'm, I feel comfortable. It's my best friend's uh, partner of almost a year. I'm going to stay in the house. It's not disrespectful. Nothing is going to happen. You're an adult. You can make that decision if you want. And for my own autonomy, I would feel like I needed to do that. He's a virtual stranger, though. But it's been almost a year. Like, if it's my best friend's man, then by proxy, you have a pass. And if it were, like, three months, I'd be like, "Eh, not so much. He moved in. She liked him and trusted him enough that they're living together. It's Mm. been almost a year. For me, like, that's a green flag. Where are you guys at? I would be concerned, but I don't I don't think I would be concerned enough to make a thing of it. Like I probably would voice my uh uncomfort, my discomfort in it, but I don't I don't think it would be to the point where I would fight it if you wanted to go and you wanted to stay. I would probably just get over it. Yeah, I think to some level this protectiveness is is sweet, but it also feels a little controlling to me, especially because they 
they've been dating for a year. This isn't some guy that she just met off Tinder yesterday. So I think you just take some self-defense classes and you get your butt over to your best friend's house. <laughs> See, my history is clouding my judgment because I have a best friend and her husband ended up being a complete D-bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> D-bag or dangerous, though? Was he, he dangerous? He, he's, a, he's a piece. Um, all right. Well, he, he, is, he is a POS. So, no, that, that, that's just like my history coming into it. So, some people, you think you know somebody, but you don't. And it's not it's not trying to come down on your best friend for having bad judgment men or anything like that. I'm sure, like, more, more than not, this is a nice guy who your friend trusts, and that's fine. But, again, <laughs> it's a perfect stranger. You've never mm-hmm. met this person. You haven't ca- talked to him on the phone. You've never FaceTimed them. You haven't gone for drinks, you haven't eaten a dinner, it would be odd spending the night with a stranger. Uh, T here took some time out of their day to give us a call, so let me take this. Hey, T, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Um, hi, yeah. So, um, hi, everyone. I love you all. I've been listening a long time. Thank you. But um, um, I would say it's a respect thing for me. Like, there's no way I'm going to be in the same house with my friend's boyfriend when she's not home. It's like, it's a, it's a boundary thing and a respect thing. And then, too, if my husband is feeling some way about it, especially if it's a guy I don't know, it's respecting him enough to say, you know what, I feel you on that, and I'm not going to do that just because I'm going to respect mm-hmm. my husband's feelings in the situation as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I, I appreciate that. you calling. Thank you. All right, Brittany, I think we hit him all, every angle for you. Yep. Yeah, I like the idea of taking self-defense classes and putting mace in my purse <laughs> because I think my husband should trust me. And you know what? I don't want to spend money on a hotel when my best friend can give me her place. Okay. Okay. All right. There you go. I appreciate you calling. Appreciate have, fun, you have fun at the wedding. Yeah. Just be careful. Thank you. Right, sleep, sleep, sleep with one eye open. And don't miss yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Those things can be tricky. Okay. The Bird Show. All right, Katie, you got questions. Well, I was asked questions. Uh, uh, okay, these were directed towards you. Yes, they were directed towards me. Regarding by, what? Uh, some Caucasians and an Asian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have curious Caucasian questions and curious Asian questions. Indeed we do now. Okay, all right, all right cool. All right, set the tone for us. Where did this happen? And this was at our photo shoot over the weekend, and... In between shots, I'm very, um, I am a sweaty person <laughs> and I need to stay still. And if I don't stay still, I just know that I, my hair is going to be ruined. So in between the group shots, I had a do-rag and I put it on to try to, you know, hold down the mm-hmm. fort so I didn't turn into a p- poodle. And so Jackson and Mikey look over at me and Mikey's like, so that thing right there, what, what does it do on your head? Like, what, what purpose does it serve? <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mikey is one of our phone screeners, white dude, representing white dudes like, here. Mm-hmm. The and, color of mayonnaise white. Like the whitest boy you've ever met white. He was so cute at our photo shoot. He looked like an eighth grader on a photo shoot day. People kept messaging me that he looked like the guy from The Good Doctor. That's exactly who he looks like. And then you have Jackson here who is Korean, who was asking the same questions exactly um he mikey came out firing and i was like well i'm also kind of curious too so i I bought into the conversation too and we were very curious (laughs) as to like did it serve a purpose was it a stylistic choice for a future picture like what was going on and i reassured them that it wasn't for style even though now men typically have been wearing do-rags for style but the reason why mo and i wear do-rags is for two different reasons for me it's just to protect my hair like at night after i get a silk press which is when i just go to my stylist and she straightens this bad boy out I wrap it in a do-rag. So in the morning, I just get up, take it off, 
comb my hair and go. I don't have to worry about re-straightening my hair every morning. And that should last me for about a week and a half or two weeks, depending on like when I wash my hair. And do you have to put that on every night? Yeah. Okay, for two straight weeks. Yeah, I do that just to protect it because if I don't put it on, then I'll look a hot mess in the morning and I don't want to flat iron my hair all It doesn't bother you? No. Like I'm just the only association I have here is like trying to fall asleep with a baseball hat on my head. Well, that's not. No. Did you see did you see her wearing it? I didn't see it. Uh-huh. It's just, yeah, it's like taking a scarf and putting a scarf on yeah, your head. Yeah, it's like a silk scarf that I just wrap it around and I just look like Lord Voldemort. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what it is. And then I just wrap my hair around and then take it off. And so that's what I was just trying to let them know what that purpose serves. But for Mo, you would wear it for waves. My waves, yeah. So when you, if you brush your hair a lot and then you use your grease and you'll have waves. And I think most people know what waves are. And you use the do-rag to press your hair down so that your waves stay in place and are shining and look good. At I the didn't end of know the day. that. Because if you don't do it, you'll, you'll lose your waves. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you, you got to find ways to wear do-rags whenever you can because typically when you wear them in public, you get a lot of questions about them because they're, they're not the most uh, attractive of headgear. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're hot. Yeah, they, they are. They will make you sweat, too. They what, are. What's your take on white women wearing bonnets in public now? Oh, I was going to get to that. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, that, I feel like bonnets are for every everyone. Every like, ethnicity. Every ethnicity, because it's just to protect your hair. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. So I would encourage more white women to wear bonnets. Yeah, because, like, so, Bert, if you go get your hair done and you want to preserve the curls and you don't want to wake up with, like, a bird's nest in the back of your head, you wear a silk bonnet and it just protects your hair so you can get up, take it off, and literally go without having to do a lot of fuss in the morning. A lot of women with curly, white women with curly hair will do that, too, to protect the curls. Gotcha. hmm And so the reason why I was wearing that do-rag is because of a question that Abby ended up asking me about. Oh, you got them from every... Yes. Every, every, every. <laughs> it was a press conference. <laughs> so I had seen Katie get her hair done and it looked so beautiful and glossy and shiny and I was like, is there a lot of work that goes into this? How often do you have to get it relaxed? And you were so like kind of to, to inform me as to how often you get it done and you said... Well, this question kind of caught me off guard because I used to get relaxers. And for women, African-American women, when we got relaxers, it was to maintain, like, our, our hair would be straight. And it's a chemical that you would get probably, like, every 90 days to make sure that your hair doesn't go curly because it wasn't accepted. Like, we were always taught, especially how I, how I grew up, was to blend in with the majority, which means that my hair needed to be straight. I couldn't wear my hair in its natural state. And so that's why you would get a relaxer. Now, I stopped getting relaxers about 10 years ago, and now my hair is technically, quote unquote, what they would call natural, which means if I put water on it, it would curl right back up. But if I had a relaxer, it would stay straight. So the reason why I had to wear a do-rag is because I no longer get relaxers. So Mm. any little bit of water or sweat, it starts to go back to its original state. And that's the problem that I have is when I sweat. And I'm like, I want this to be straight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> as perfect as possible. I haven't let go of um, <laughs> what I was trained to do. Like, I can't wear my natural hair. I'm <laughs> laughing at something randomly because Katie is telling a story about how she didn't want to be hot and she didn't want to sweat. But yet, when Kristen brought out a steamer for her shirt, she was going to steam her shirt with it still on her. <laughs> and burn herself <laughs> doing That's it. That's different. I wasn't going to sweat from that. Yes, you were. You were. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I steamed the shirt while it was on me. You'll sweat from it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad. And also Kristen get third degree burns, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. The Bird Show. 
time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Kevin Costner reportedly begged to go back to Yellowstone after ditching the show. Mm. So a new report from Puck News is claiming that he begged, him and his reps begged um, the creator and Paramount to have him return for season five. Now, this is a big deal because we just reported, I mean, in the last couple of months that he was feuding with the creator of the show. He wanted out. He wanted no part of Yellowstone. So this is big news because when he came back, he was like, you know what? I'll, I'll be here for season five, but I got some demands. And apparently the demands were the final straw with him getting not kicked out of the show because he technically left, mm-hmm. but basically kicked out in the end. So some of his demands were that he wanted more money. He wanted a reduced shooting schedule, and he also wanted the right to review, approve, and veto every script. And apparently, the one that they were not willing to compromise with him on was about writing or about the right to review, approve, and veto every script. But they're like, "We'll pay you more. You can shoot less." But when it comes to giving us permission on what we can write and not write, that's not going to work for us. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors there also that he's got some movie project that he's had in the works for years and years and years. And he finally got it greenlit, and he was looking for a reason to leave Yellowstone. And he and Taylor Sheridan, who's the writer on that show, didn't get along very well at all. I think he got a lot of egos clashing. So they're just like, F you, F you, bye-bye. We'll end the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, this guy might be the new Nick Cannon. So Mo actually sent this to us <laughs> about this Miami Dolphins player who is being exposed by a woman on Instagram who reportedly is pregnant with his fourth child and he also reportedly has three other women pregnant right now as well so four women pregnant by him all at the same time same time yep and i just wonder if it's a record i've never heard of that many women being pregnant by one guy at the same time now they didn't know about each other this isn't one of those acon deals where he's got like eight wives or anything (laughs) oh so she actually ended up posting this particular woman posted on instagram and she even tagged him she said let's clear the air because this man obviously has a fetish and getting women pregnant and now i have his other baby mothers reaching out to me i ended up getting pregnant after being with him a few times he told me he wanted to have a baby, and regardless, I still took a plan B. It clearly failed. Damn. Whatever. I own up to my actions, and I accept the fact that I'm having a baby. He was mad at first, um, and it wasn't until he asked me how much he should give me monthly during my pregnancy, and I responded. And then he caught an attitude and then ghosted me, and that's when all of this unraveled. He wants to pay me off to terminate my pregnancy, and from the looks of the screenshot, he sent me with his other baby mother... He wants her to terminate, too. He's upset he can't wow. pay his way out of this one. So steer clear, ladies. There's no regard for anyone he involves himself with. So if you're pregnant by him, please don't feel the need to reach out with me. Re- reach out to me. That is an expensive fetish. Just, Very. Just go put a bear costume on. Be one of those furries. That's way, way, way. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. That's way less expensive. And he has the nerve to be doing a video because this is what the video that they use to report this news from the strip club. After you know you have all these women pregnant. <laughs> oh, really? And I watched the game on Sunday, dude. Not that good. So I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> He's about to be down bad. He's destined for the XFL. Yes. I was actually shocked at how much people on the practice squad get. Like, if you're not even playing, you still get a, a quarter of a million dollars a year. So you get put in one game, you're making like 75K that week yeah. on top of your practice squad, squad salary. So he can afford it for now. But, yeah, it's an expensive hobby for mm-hmm. sure.
Okay, Seal is wondering whether your dogs are also like his. And when I heard this audio, I was like, oh my God, my dogs from home do the exact same thing. So he has a boy dog and a girl dog, and he says they have very different taste in food. Are you pranking me? Uh, I'm sorry. That was the wrong seal. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you idiot. You're so oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I thought those were the dogs at first. Are you kidding me? Oh, idiot. Oh, I'm blacking out. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Here's a real story. He's so proud of that one. What is it with these with dogs and their obsession with socks and underwear? I don't understand that. I've got two dogs, and the male has zero interest in anything other than actual food. He has no interest in socks or anything like that. She will eat anything other than food. Socks, underwear, all day. Yeah, I had dogs growing up that would eat literally anything except for their food. You had to hand feed them. And now that I got a cat, she's like obsessed with plastic. I don't know why dogs can't just... My pets can't just feed, eat the food that they are given. Be grateful. My friend David's dog was so, I don't know if he still has them, so spoiled. He used to feed them kibble by kibble, one at a time. Are I had to do me? that. What's that? Really? Yes, I had to do that with my parents' dogs. Kibble by kibble? They, like would, what? they would not eat. No way. You, you, they're hungry enough, they'll yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll eat kibbles right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another talk show host is under fire for taping her show during the strike, but I'll tell you why you should give this one a break on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. You want to hear The Burt Show at our most dysfunctional? Then you got to sign up for our bonus content, especially this week. Kristen gave us an assignment. One word. One word we wish to throw out. And then we explained why we threw that one word out. And it got deep. It was like a therapy session. <laughs> it really was. Really, really mm-hmm. deep. And then we had to lighten it up and balance things out. So we played a game called Guess the Animal Fart Noise. And it was, <laughs> you even said... It was much better than I thought it was going to be. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you want bonus BS, thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. All right, so, yeah, she was a little miffed when she came home, and her husband is sitting on, like, a bag of peas. She's like, what is that all about? He's like, oh, damn it, did I forget to tell you, wifey? I got a vasectomy. (sighs) Never even consulted her on it, and obviously she's still pretty ticked off on it, and she would like your advice. So if you want to get in on this, 1-855-BIRTSHA. Hey, Bert Show, longtime listener. You guys make my morning every day. Okay, so, yes, you read the subject correctly. I don't like my husband anymore, and I need some advice. (laughs) Well, that's a problem. (laughs) Let me give you guys a little backstory. My husband and I have been married for five years together for eight. We have two beautiful children together and have a wonderful bonus daughter. For the past year and a half since our youngest was born, we have been discussing whether or not we were done having children. The subject was brought up and spoken about several times throughout the year, but we have never come to a set decision. And unfortunately, we are not on the same page. My husband wanted a vasectomy. I did not. Back in May was the last time we had a serious conversation about having one more baby. And the conversation did not end in no, so I was hopeful. Fast forward to the beginning of August, and my husband went ahead and scheduled his vasectomy behind my back. I found out three days prior to his appointment from an email I received from our insurance company. I was livid, to say the least. I ended up taking him to his appointment since he needed someone to drive him there and take him home for doctor's orders. Not a single word was spoken the entire day. 
Not saying I didn't try to talk to him, but every time I went to try and say something, no words came out, only tears. It's now the middle of September, and that anger has turned into hurt. I still love my husband very much, but at this very moment, I do not like him at all. Mm -hmm. I feel as if I was left out of this decision and my feelings about the subject were completely disregarded. I guess I would just like to know if anyone else has experienced the same thing or something similar. How did it end? Were you able to forgive or did it end your relationship? Help me from a broken heart mama. Well, yes. Yes, others have gone through this. In fact, here is Kelsey. Good morning, Kelsey. Hi. Hello. So my husband, by the way, love you guys. Thank been listening you. to y'all for a really long time. Thank you. Thank you. My husband actually did the same thing about five years ago. Um, he was in the military. And he, um, in the military, unfortunately, they kind of hand out vasectomies like it's candy. <laughs> but he, he had his reasons, um, rightfully so. But we worked it out and he's actually having a reversal next summer because now five years later we want to have another child Mm -hmm. we have three right now Hmm. but uh yeah we definitely healed from it it took a long a long time but we for sure healed from it okay let me can i ask you a couple of questions here of course and if you don't feel comfortable just hang up that's cool um first of all i want to assure everybody a vasectomy is not candy just in case you guys are no, confused. No, it is not. It is not. Uh, That's what was so angry about. <laughs> so what was his thinking? I mean, did you guys have talks about this, no. or this came out of nowhere, and how did he justify it? So we had talks about it, but I was like, we're so young. I know we have – I was actually pregnant at the time with our third child, and he was 23, I was 24, and he was getting out of the military at the time. And his mindset was like, we have to be responsible. I don't know what our life is going to be like when I get out. And it was that kind of thing. But I was thinking more emotional, like, well, what if we want another child, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years from now when we're more settled and things are more secure. But like you men, I know you guys think financially about things. typically. <laughs> um, at least that's how it is with, with us. He thinks more financial. I think more emotional. And so that was kind of why he did it. And he had the opportunity to have it and it not cost anything because um, it doesn't cost anything typically when you're in the military, at least from our <laughs> our experience. That is actually something um, I want to pay for. <laughs> Make sure it gets done right. I, yeah, I don't want this one free. I don't want a discount. <laughs> I want a group on. No. <laughs> group on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, I um, would get he one free. <laughs> I know, I know. So it was free. So, of course, he, you know, he took the opportunity and I was super hurt by it like for years and now we're in a better place and I mean everything's forgiven I know he meant it it came from the right place but it just was not like executed properly you love that man you do. Um, so does the military reverse it I, for free also I, no so he's out now so we will have to pay for it and what's that gonna run you um, about five, six thousand dollars. Think that went through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey, I really appreciate your honesty. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, thank you. Wow. Bye bye. So, I mean, if you are looking for advice, at least from her, it's like you get over it eventually. But it's certainly her. I, I would just feel so disrespected. That's a big deal. I would feel disrespected about it being hidden from me, and that's not a conversation you had. But I'd, I'm sitting here thinking, like, how. 
weirdly unfair it is because I hear about women trying to get hysterectomies and if they're unmarried, the doctors won't do it. And if they're married, they have to get signed permission from their husband. Damn. And really? I don't think that that you would you would be hard pressed to find a doctor from what I've seen online who will do it without that. And it is a conversation you need to have with your spouse. But for me, if my husband's like, I'm getting a vasectomy, then you have decided you don't want more children. And that is your right to decide that. His body, his choice. Yes. It's not a negotiating contact, uh, like tactic. Like if you, even if we had said we might want more kids and then you come to me and say, I want a vasectomy, then you have decided you don't want more children. And I'm not going to press you on that issue because I don't want you to have a kid that you didn't really want. Mm -hmm. To me, children are not negotiable. Like if one party is like, no, I don't want it. It's not something you should push and shove on. So for me, the transgression is definitely that he hid it from you. That's unacceptable. But you can't be upset that your partner has decided they don't want children anymore and they want to take steps. Yeah, I think her beef is that he did it behind her back yeah. and they didn't consult about it at all. But I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code abby at checkout that's a b b y at adamandeve.com this exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code abby to get your discount code abby i'm not a huge fan of spicy foods but i do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life reality tv fights make it spicy my margaritas make them very spicy and when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up if you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to Adam and Eve Dot com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. The Bird Show. So Abby is calling it one of the scariest breakups that she has ever had on her podcast, which specializes in sensationalized breakups. <laughs> oh yeah, I dropped a good one this week. It actually came out today, and I specifically dropped it today because I have my podcast event in Atlanta on Saturday and I wanted a good one that we could all talk about together and if you don't know how my podcast works it's called the breakup breakdown and every episode starts out with a submission sometimes it's from people submitting their own breakup sometimes it's people wanting to know why that girl they follow on Instagram deleted all their engagement photos and sometimes it's like from a TikTok or something and so this week I got a submission that 
talked about a girl who had gotten sent to court because her ex was accusing her of bigamy. And if you don't know what bigamy is, it's basically when you try to get married when you're already legally married. So I was like, well, this sounds kind of innocent enough and juicy. And the story ended up taking a completely different turn because it ended up being a story about her getting kidnapped by her ex. So basically, this was a story that happened about 15 years ago. And she was talking about how she met this guy through her father. He was somebody that uh, worked with him. He had a relationship with. And um, she was like, this guy seems normal enough. He's really great, really nice. I'm not super into him. But you know what? I'll date him for a little bit because I actually really want to make this other guy jealous. And I feel like if I date this guy long enough, maybe it'll make the other guy come around. So they start dating and she starts to fall for him a little bit because he ends up being such a good guy. He's the kind of guy that carries your groceries and calls in consistently to check in on you. And she's like, wow, this guy's kind of amazing. I'm glad I gave him a chance. (laughs) that's when the red flags start to show. So she ends up finding out, not from him, but through the grapevine that he was previously married and had a kid and he didn't tell her. And she confronts him about it and, you know, they get in a little tiff and it's not great. But then one day she's pumping gas and a woman approaches her and she goes, this girl kind of looks familiar. How do I know this woman? So the woman approaches her and she says, hey, are you X, Y, and Z blanks girlfriend? And she goes, yeah, I am actually. And she goes, well, funny that we ran into each other because I'm his ex-wife. And she goes, oh, this is not a conversation Mm. I want to have while pumping some premium into my car. (laughs) (laughs) So she ends up getting a lot of dirty details about this guy from the ex-wife. The ex-wife was like, hey, I just want to let you know this was my experience with him. It was a dangerous situation. He... he's not a good guy. He's not what he's portraying himself to be. Did the ex-wife seek her out or did like universe just happen to bring them together at the gas station at the same time? That's not a specific that I know. Okay. Um, do I, does it seem a little bit, I mean, they lived in the same town. I don't know how big yeah. this town is. Okay. So it's, it's very possible that they could have run into each other. Mm-hmm. But Kristen, when is the last time you and I ran into each other at a gas station? Never, because my husband gets my gas. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) So anyway, this woman basically just gives her the heads up that he's not too good of a guy. And she's like, whatever. I know this guy seems great. He carries my groceries. My dad knows him. It's it's awesome. So anyway, this is a young woman. She was applying to some colleges, and she ended up getting a scholarship to a really great university for a program that she was so excited about. And it was in a different city. Um, And it turns out that this guy that she was trying to make jealous the whole time actually lives in that city. And so when she tells her boyfriend, hey, I'm really excited. I'm going to go to XYZ City to pursue my dream. He goes, well, doesn't that guy friend of yours live in said city? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, "Mm -mm, I know y'all's relationship. That ain't going to work for me. And she goes, well, it's going to work for me because I'm getting my education. I'm going to girl boss my way out of this. So we're done. And he looks at her and he goes, our relationship's not done. She goes, well, if I said it, it's done, it's done. So it ends up being this whole thing where he had some creepy behavior, but where it really gets bad is one day he calls her up and he says, hey, I really feel bad about how our relationship ended. I would like to grab dinner and just cl- close this chapter on a good note. So he ends up picking her up. Oh, no. Yep. He ends up picking her up and he's like, hey, we're going to go to this. I bet she gets kidnapped. <laughs> At least you're paying attention. <laughs> so he ends up pick, he ends up picking her up, and he's like, "We're gonna go to X Y Z restaurant across town or whatever." And she goes, "Great, love that restaurant. Sounds good." I told my dad we're gonna be there. He said for us to get the fish tacos. So <laughs> they're driving, and then all of a sudden she goes, "Hey, we passed that restaurant on the way back." 
And he goes, oh, we're, we're going to go to the other location that's, and, you know, it's a little bit farther. And she goes, well, I told my dad we're going to be at that, that location. We need to turn around. And he goes, okay, I'll, I'll turn around in a second. So he passes the first exit, passes the second exit, uh-uh. and finally she gets to the third exit. And she's like, turn, get me out of this car. Mm-hmm. And that's when she realizes that he had, um, he had somehow detached, he had put it in child lock or he had detached the unlock feature so she couldn't get wow. out of the car. Freaked so, out. So Panicking. He ends up driving her four hours away from their four city. Four hours? Oh, wow. Finally, he stops for gas and they walk into the gas station together. He wouldn't let her go to the bathroom by herself until finally, I was so proud of her because she was so brave. She went to the cash register and was like, I'm being kidnapped. This man is taking me. And he's like, okay, calm down. And the boyfriend's trying to pull her out and it ends up being this whole altercation. And finally, she gets the phone, is able to like call 911. The boyfriend skedaddles out of there. She gets a ride to the police office and um, finally gets out of that relationship. Long story short, ends up marrying the guy that she was trying to make jealous, but then the ex wanted to take her to court for bigamy because he forged her signature. If you want to hear the rest of the story, it's the episode I dropped today on The Breakup Breakdown. Wow. This seems like a really good opportunity really quickly to remind everyone of the international distress signal. If you see someone doing it or you need help, you hold up your hand, palm out, you tuck your thumb in like you're showing the number four, and then you curl all your fingers over your thumb. (laughs) So if you see someone doing this and you can do it discreetly, it means they need help. Or if you need help, you can do this signal at somebody. It's a Bert Show. The Bert Show. Cassie, I have some <clears throat> very disappointing news for you and for me that I got my uh, sleep study test back yesterday, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It's got to oh. be. It sucks. So there's a lot of stuff wrong with you, but it's not sleep. Um, it, it just was uh, inconclusive. Cassie has got me so fired up about sleep apnea. I want it so bad. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't want to have it, but it is nice, I think, if you've been struggling with issues and you realize that's what's causing it and you can be you helped via a CPAP machine or something similar. I'm doing a deep dive on my health this year, really a big-time deep dive. And when I was under anesthesia um, a couple of months ago, twice, the dentist said, uh, I've got sleep apnea, and the way that you breathe while you're under anesthesia makes me think you got sleep apnea. And then all of a sudden, everything started to make sense to me. Some of the other labs that were coming back, my cardio fitness, that all has to do with your recovery that you get during sleep. So if you're not getting a lot of deep sleep, which is where your recovery really happens, then you could have all these other health issues. So Cassie had come in here saying how, like, this CPAP machine changed her life and changed her husband's life for the better. Like he's a different person. Yeah, he was just, he had obstructive sleep apnea and he was just exhausted every single day. I mean, just really for lack of a better word, like like a zombie, like poor dude was just going through the motions. And then he got diagnosed and got the CPAP machine and he's able to get proper good sleep. He was waking up like 18 times an hour so he could never get deep sleep. And he is a different person. And a bunch of Bert Show listeners reached out saying, save my life, save my husband's life. I lost so much weight when I got on it because your body's not no longer in stress, like fight or flight mode, trying to keep you alive. And it has been, if you have obstructive sleep apnea, which closes your airway when you sleep, the, the muscles at the back of your throat relax, 
it has been life-changing for many, many people to get properly diagnosed and then prescribed the CPAP machine. So my insurance wouldn't pick up uh, the tab on me going and having like an in-lab sleep study done. So they sent me one in the mail to do, which I did uh, a couple of nights ago. And when I want to be disciplined, I am very disciplined, like crazy disciplined, right? Pretty much with everything except drinking alcohol. <laughs> um, we all have our vices. <laughs> don't trust somebody that doesn't have any vices. I know. Uh, so when I was taking the sleep test, because um, I was tossing and turning so much on my left side and right side, I, for some reason, thought in my head, if I could just stay on my back all night, they'll probably get a better reading. So I didn't move all night long. I stayed on my back all night long, right? And when I got the test back yesterday, they asked me about it. Like, do you always sleep on your back? Because it can tell. The sleep study can tell if you went on your right side, on your left side. It can tell if you're having more trouble sleeping on your right, your left, on your back. And like... 98% of the time I was on my back and I said, no, I never do that. I just wanted you guys to get a more accurate reading. She's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why would you not sleep the way you normally sleep? Right. Well, I tried it a couple of different times and it was falling off my fingers and stuff. So I'm just like, I'll just lay here and then things will be fine. So they sent me another one and I'm doing it again. And hopefully I have sleep apnea this time. <laughs> I, yes, I hope that you have a, a degrading disease. <laughs> well, let's hope so. All right, so Cass uh, from Reddit, are they being the a-hole? She wants to know if she's being the a-hole for checking her husband's dash cam footage on his car without his permission. She lives with her husband and their seven-year-old daughter. She writes, my daughter and I recently went on a short trip out of state while my husband stayed as he had to work and was supposed to look after our dog. On the last day of our trip, we got a call from my husband who was acting distraught and said that our dog Ellie had run away and he couldn't find her. He claimed she just bolted away from him in the park into some bushes and he couldn't find her anywhere. Our dog is quite small. It's a mini poodle mix and she's almost 13 years old and she's active, but it's really unlike her to run away from us. I was suspicious, but I chose to believe my husband and me and my daughter were in grief, but we didn't want to blame him. When we came back home, he seemed surprisingly okay, unlike the two of us. Ever since the pandemic, my husband started working from home, and he's always been annoyed at how much attention we gave the dog Ellie, and he hated how much Ellie begged to sit on our laps while his, and his while he worked. A few days later, we got a call from an annual animal rescue in a neighboring state quite far from us that she had been found. I picked up the phone and it was out on our landline, which we almost never use these days, but it was the contact on the microchip. I told my husband and he just said, that is great. I am so happy. But it felt kind of blunt and insincere. And I said, it's strange that she got so far away in a neighboring state. And he responded that someone must have stolen her and then abandoned her. This made little sense to me as to why that would happen, but okay. When he was out drinking with his buddies, I copied the videos from his dash cam for the days I was away, and I saw that he had indeed taken Ellie far out of state and then dropped her in front of his car and thrown a Frisbee-like object into a field, yelled fetch, and drove off without her. What? That's, that's evil. Wow. That is evil. I was livid. I confronted him, and he just stupidly muttered how he dropped her there so she could find a farm and have a better life. And then the next day got really angry at me for viewing his dash cam footage without his permission and called me and my seven-year-old daughter a-holes. So am I the a-hole for checking my husband's dash cam footage on his car that he owns without his permission? Even if you were 5% a-hole, even 5%. 
He's such an a-hole that it totally crossed out your a-holism. She's only an a-hole if she stays with him. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Divorce immediately. There is no other option. I cannot even fathom. That's so gross. Well, it's so bizarre that this behavior is coming out of nowhere. Like, there's no way that this man hasn't had some, like, creepy red flags that have popped up before in this marriage. I think this is the final straw for you. I say you get out. That's evil. I agree with Bert. I mean, as much as I would be torn because I, I, I'm never a fan of going through people's things and like going like that's their private stuff. I don't think you should do that because of what she found. Mm-hmm. If, if it does make her an a-hole to do it, his a-holeness canceled hers out. <laughs> I mean, it didn't just cancel. Terrible, it man. trumped it. It trumped that's it. really, really awful. Hey, the Bert Show. Right, you guys want to uh, hear a shocking DM I got this morning? Please. Yeah, I do. Man, this is one I don't know that we have heard of in 20-something years. Hey, Bert Show. Heard you guys talking about breaks earlier this morning. What were we talking about? Where they were on a break, but... They were on a break. He started dating somebody else. She was okay with that. They got back together, and she's wondering if he's still dating that person, so we're going to do to catch cheater. That's right. So she was uh, allowed to date other people during their break. Mm -hmm. He was allowed to date people, and there was no set time. It was an open break, right? Mm -hmm. Did I have that right? Mm -hmm. All right, so I heard you guys talking about breaks earlier this morning. Uh, You'll love this, she says. I'm actually on a break with my husband right now so he can specifically date a coworker. What? <laughs> Excuse me? I told you guys we hadn't heard one of these in 20 years. Um, she says, did you just fall out of your chair? Well, I'm standing, but these guys? I just got back in it. <laughs> uh, we've been married for 12 years. Without getting into too many specifics, he came home and told me he thinks he's in love with a coworker. They haven't had anything physical, but he says they've talked for years at work and he feels like he's developed feelings for her. She is aware and says she has feelings, too. I was absolutely devastated. We've gone to counseling and he says he can't shake his feelings for her. So I kicked him out a few weeks ago and told him he has one month to pursue his feelings. Can you believe that, y'all? No, I can't. No, Is there anybody listening that has ever gone through something like this before? So she kicks this dude out and goes, okay, you got 30 days to figure this out, right? Um, if he comes back, we're going to go to counseling again. If he really believes he wants to throw our life away to be with somebody more suited for him, I'd rather him just leave. I bet you haven't heard that one before, she says. I'm sick with fear every day. But I only want to be with him if he wants to be with me. And no, I'm not seeing anybody in the meantime. Woo! (laughs) Damn! She has a level of strength that I didn't know existed. Seriously. Like, this is, if this is what you really want, then you go and you have yourself a good time. And you got 30 days to figure it out. Do we, I know we've discussed this before on the show. Are you really in love with somebody? Mm -hmm. Like, are you really truly in love with somebody? If you are willing to do this with somebody else. No. I'll go back and forth on that. <laughs> no. Because I feel like no. But can you can you be in love with somebody and get bored? Yeah. I think so. Because I, I feel like that happens. I think there's a difference between love and commitment. And I think that's what separates marriage from a lot of from just like a casual relationship is when you get married, you have to choose the commitment over your feelings sometimes. Mm-hmm. And basically he's choosing his feelings over the commitment. So here's what I would do. I, I would stick it out, and when he comes running back to you, that's when you divorce his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be. I would be petty like that. So Tommy, who's been married for about nine hundred and thirteen years, <laughs> says absolutely not. No way. And this is exactly what's going to happen. This guy's going to go pursue this woman. 
She should dump his ass right now. <laughs> 30 days. Give me a break. He's going to end up coming back to her begging. I would never see this guy again. It's so disrespectful to a marriage that's been around 12 years. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, I, I don't think, you know, Mo, and you, you raise an interesting point. I mean, I think if you're married 12 years, 15 years, or you're with somebody for 17 years, it's not the same as it was in the beginning, and it can't be. I mean, physically, literally, the chemistry is different, right? Mm-hmm. But you're signing up for a lifelong commitment. You can't work on your relationship with somebody else. You have to work on your relationship with that person. Instead of putting the energy these next 30 days with the coworker, you need to put the energy these next 30 days with your spouse and mm-hmm. figure out and figure out why mm-hmm. you're attracted to another person. It's so, it's an indulgence that directly hurts your partner and I can't get my I cannot wrap my mind around mm-hmm. why he thinks it's okay. I want to try to take... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I completely agree. I, I just never been in a relationship for that long, and I just... It it does make me wonder if people do find themselves still in love all those years later, but just bored. Huh. Now, remember, I was married for 20 years. Um, <laughs> it was a little too exciting. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to call it bored, right? No, and I, I mean, think you, you I, evolve I, and I, you change and you... Sometimes you evolve together and sometimes you evolve apart. Mm -hmm. I think in a healthy marriage that, and again, I am speaking just from theory, uh, in a healthy marriage that it's not considered boredom, it's considered like you just kind of settle into a contentment, right? And there's nothing wrong with contentment. I think people often confuse boredom with contentment, mm-hmm. mm. and there's literally nothing wrong with that. Tom, okay. you want in on this? Dude, I can't think of anybody more credible than you here. I just, this whole thing's a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm talking about, like, I mean, you and Renee obviously are still very in love. I saw yeah. you guys dancing at the concert this weekend together. Absolutely. so adorable. Um, but, I mean, obviously, it's not the same chemistry it was when you guys met each other in the ninth grade. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's wow. it's stronger. Really? Absolutely. So you kept that flame like super hot all these years. Yep. Damn. Yeah, That's I mean, Bart and I, I mean, we've I, it's 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 a roller coaster. It's not always going to be at its peaks. So you you have you have highs, you have lows, you have mountaintops, you have valleys, and I think working that together just builds that history. And then Bart and I are in a great place right now. So, hey, the Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Multiple women have accused Russell Brand of sexual assault. So now people are coming through his past to see if there's anything that could have alluded to this kind of behavior. So they have found something. A very cryptic interview from Katy Perry from about 10 years ago. So Russell was married to Katy Perry from 2010 to 2012. And in 2013, she did an interview where she said this about the ending of her relationship. She said, I felt a lot of responsibility for the relationship ending, but then I found out the real truth, which I can't necessarily disclose because I keep it locked in my safe for a rainy day. I let go and I was like, this isn't because of me. This is beyond me. So I've moved on from that. So first of all, let me just say this about Russell Brand. Not a guy that I would put a lot of confidence behind in this whole situation. I don't know why. I've never met the guy. But either way, here's what I hate about these kind of things. And let's take Russell out of it. When you find somebody is being accused of something and you start listening to all old interviews with that um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, that Mm -hmm. lens, then it all starts to make sense. 
if he's found guilty or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can twist anything to yeah, fit yeah, your yeah. narrative. Right, 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 right. 100%, 100%. It's definitely just interesting that she, it seems like she almost wanted to use it against him. I kept, She said, I keep it locked in my safe for a rainy day, so I almost wonder what she was waiting for to be to disclose this right. information. Like I saw a picture of them that was with a headline also about Russell Brand yesterday, and the picture was specifically him on the set of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, is yes, that the name of it? Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like playfully like strangling her, right? Mm-hmm. So they use that picture to uh, continue the narrative that's happening right now. Gotcha. Who knows you know what, what Katy Perry's talking about right. here? I know. Well, I mean, I think it's it's easy to to think that's what she's alluding to, and it yeah. may very well be, but it also could be something else, mm-hmm. and it makes me want Katy to get it out of that safe and let us know because we obviously want more context for the situation. Okay. 2023, it is the year of the bad breakup. And I keep saying this, 2023 is like 2020, but for couples we never thought would break up ever. It's love pandemic? It's the love pandemic. (laughs) Well, it's not the love pandemic. It's the breakup pandemic. Mm. Everyone keeps splitting. And we've lost another good couple. It's all that seven-year itch, Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert. They have split after seven years of marriage, but they've been together for a decade. And I know people were absolutely shocked to see this happen. They seem like one of those, like, Instagram perfect Mm -hmm. couples. Every photo that I've seen of them together is, like, super lovey-dovey. Seems like they got the hots for each other. Yeah, I wish people would start posting Instagram uh, pictures of you guys in the middle of fights. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a little bit more real. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. So he, uh, they, they have been married since 2016 they have two daughters together which by the way the cutest uh, names for girls I've ever heard Junie and Rue Rose Um, but they seem like they're going to be okay they posted um, or uh, Tiana posted on Instagram and basically said look there's no no infidelity here there's really no bad blood we're going to co-parent it's going to be great but uh, I know people are bummed about this I was bummed to see that news I was too like people always say when people divorce or break up that it affects them and it never does but for some reason this one did with me because they were like the quintessential couple They were like the face of black love and they always Uh, supported each other, had each other's back. You never heard any drama between them. And even like her her statement is weird to me because I always think it's funny when people break up and they say nothing's wrong. We still love each other. There was no infidelity. (laughs) Everything's great. Then why? Then why? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, another daytime talk show is under a little bit of fire because they're airing during the strike. This is Sherry Shepard's show. And she's explaining why they're staying on the air and not doing what Drew Barrymore has done and backtracked and decided to um, not air during the strike. Well, I definitely have a lot of respect for her knowing that she pretty much writes everything on that program. I mean, because to talk for an hour straight up and have no, I mean, I know she said that the producers help her, but to do it all on your own, I mean, it takes so much work. Um, but yeah, so she's in the clear. So feel free and feel good to watch Sherry. I was a little bit surprised by the reaction of the crowd. Were you guys listening to that? Yeah, they kind of booed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I thought yeah. that she'd get more of an applause Cheers. for that. And there was just kind of a rumbling <laughs> going on. There was like uncomfortableness. Like, oh, okay, Awkward. But they're in the audience. They showed up too, so they're a part of this. <laughs> For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Click eBuzz. Get it. The Bird Show. So she's wondering how she approaches her husband on this one because there's the neighbor who's super hot. Oh my God, he's so hot. I've seen him. He's so hot. He's like a 12 out of 10. He's uh, amazing. So His body is like ridiculous. <laughs> We're not even connected. It's just like sexually, he's just so it's, hot. It's just, it's primal. So she's like, I want some of that. He looks like he would taste good. So, (laughs) except she has to go to the husband, her husband first, and go, you know what? This is not just about me. 
This is not just about me. I want all three of us to enjoy this together. And that's kind of her. Isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Sure and she's from caring. Canada, so that's a very fitting thing for a Canadian to do. <laughs> we are it? very polite there. <laughs> so for those of you that are living more of a progressive sexual life and have had to do this question, would love for your advice here because we're not going to get a lot of answers in this room. Uh, 1-855-BERT-SHOW. Moe's got the email. Hello, Bird Show. Huge fan from Canada. Listening since 2019, literally daily. It saved me during quarantine. Hard hands, thank you. My question is rated R, so I'll try to use light words. <laughs> My husband and I recently moved back to our hometown and became friends with our male neighbor. We've all clicked quite fast and enjoy each other's company. A few times now, my husband and I have lightly discussed trio activities. Now, how do I bring up a trio activity with the two of us and our new male neighbor slash friend. I know the quote-unquote friend would be all for it, but I don't want my husband now thinking that our new friend is a threat to the marriage or that I have any desire to leave him for this new friend or anything like that at all. It's 100% only for fun and for the experience, of course. That's how it all starts, right? Always just for fun. I've never had a trio activity before, but my hubby has. I want to try. Perhaps it's because I trust my hubby and I'm feeling this friend is also a trustworthy person from the time we've come to know him. So it feels like a safer route than just a hookup from a bar or something random, right? Thanks, everyone, for the advice. You've had conversations about trio activities. Yes, it's already kind of on the table. Mm -hmm. But they, there's... I'm wondering if the conversation has been had because his definition of trio might be him and two women, mm -hmm. whereas ah. your definition of trio... I'm sure it is. ...is you and <laughs> two men, yeah. and those are two very different definitions. Right, very different. Right. And on top of that, you're not supposed to S where you eat. Like, this is your neighbor. So if things go awry... It's going to be hella awkward from mm. here on out. That is really good advice, except we're focusing on the wrong thing. She yeah. wants to do this with the neighbor and her husband. So how does she get into it with the husband? Oh, that's her sex door neighbor. Her sex door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a reality that TV was show. Vile. That was vile. <laughs> Robert, good morning. You are part of the Burt Show. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic, man. What do you got? Well, first I'd like to say that it's very respectful and um, intuitive of her to go to her husband and bring this to him instead of just fantasizing about it or going behind his back. Shows a lot of respect for her partner that she wants to share this moment with them. Um, and secondly, in today's world, when you have social media and you can just all these apps for dating, the fact that you go want to talk to your husband uh, about feelings that you're having and share that with him means a lot. It means you have a very strong bond in your relationship. And uh, she should go for it. Mm -hmm. She should be. She should talk to her husband, and if that's something that works for them in their marriage, and then she should absolutely go for it. There's I, no reason to be ashamed of it. I'd be a nervous mess <laughs> asking that question. I, I don't. I, I mean, if you're gonna do it, I think you just got to do it, and there's no way around it. But just to just talk to him about it. But I wouldn't do it. I, it just feels like it's too close to home. 
So I actually had a really close friend who was in this exact same scenario. She was the neighbor, though, getting asked. And so I want to know how you feel so confident that the neighbor is going to be into this. Because for her, it came completely out of nowhere, like out of left field. Like, yeah, they're friends, but she's like, we're not that friendly. So I feel like you have to get that person in a situation where maybe like a little bit of alcohol is flowing. So if it doesn't go well when you ask the neighbor you can kind of brush it off as like, oh, we were just having a good time. We were taking shots. We were, you know, we were having a couple beers. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't really want to have a threesome, but if you're down, I'm down. <laughs> so the order of things, you got to go to the husband first before you even go to the neighbor. Oh, absolutely. You go to the neighbor, you're in trouble first. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. I'm just, I'm thinking if you go to the neighbor and the neighbor says no, you never have to go to the husband. <laughs> That's That true. was never a thing. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm, let's think about it. <laughs> but what happens if she goes to the neighbor first and then doesn't go well and then the neighbor ends up having a side conversation with the husband is like, your wife suggested a, a trio activity of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was that about? And he goes, well, me and my wife didn't talk anything about this, so. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so how does she approach the hubby? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I know it definitely won't work if it was if it was a female neighbor because that happened with my aunt, uncle, and it completely ruined their marriage. <gasps> what happened? So he wanted to have uh, hers and hers and his and went to the wife, yes. and she said absolutely not? Well, it started out as they were going to try it, and the friend was going through a divorce, and she... Just, she was losing her house, and my aunt and uncle said, you know what, just stay with us while you're going through your divorce. And then it turned into some piano time mm-hmm. between the three of them. And then eventually my uncle fell in love with the lady that moved in no. and completely divorced my aunt and left her no. after like 15 years. Oh, damn. Yikes. Yeah, there are just too many variables here, man. Too close to home. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no. Okay. Uh, I got no answers. Except, I mean, if you're going to go for it, go with total honesty. Yeah, absolutely. Tell your husband and then tell your neighbor and then <laughs> call us back. We want to know how it is. Yes, we do. It's the Burt Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the Bird Show.